Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Today we are starting a new series called Across the Room. Is that what? Walk Across the Room. Somebody say walk across the room. And it's really great to be here. My name is Nolan Galido. Me and my wife are your location pastors. By the way, my beautiful wife is watching online from Hawaii. Would you wave your hand and say hi to there right now? She's watching. I love you, babe. I miss you. Let's go. <laughs> but um, it's really great to be here. It's exciting to see what God is doing. God is really up to something. I need you to know that. God has been speaking to our senior pastors, speaking to our team, speaking to you. And there is this common theme that he has been showing us for Inspire and also for all the churches that I need you to understand that revival is coming. Somebody say revival. revival. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And I want you to be ready. I want you to understand that you and I, we got to be ready. Just as a super typhoon is coming and people are getting ready. But in the name of Jesus, that typhoon is going to move and dissipate in Jesus' name. And by the way, can I pray for that typhoon right now? Lord, I pray for that typhoon, Lord. I pray right now that you control the winds, the storms, the, everything, Lord. So in the name of Jesus, we command it, Lord, to leave now in Jesus' name, Lord. We pray that it begins to dissipate in the power of your name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we all say amen, amen, amen. amen. I want to tell you a story. This past couple of weeks or last, about, about a, a month ago, I was um, privileged and honored to join a conference in San Jose in uh, what is known as the Silicon Valley, right? Where Facebook and Google and all of that. And we were at, at this church called um, Vibe Church. And while we were there, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's an amazing church. And during that time, they had a lot of time for um, conversations, for networking, where they would allow all the pastors and all the leaders to come into this room. They had what they call um, appetizers, and in Hawaii they call it pupus, right? <laughs> and it was so fun because you go in and it's a small room and there's all of these people and you begin to, you know, meet people that you don't know and you get to talk. And you get to network and you get to see other people's stories and other people's lives. I keep pointing to him because he keeps tying his shoe. <laughs> Could you adjust this? He was like tying his shoe for five minutes. <laughs> and and um, all of these times, and it was so funny to see how people get so uncomfortable in moments like this, including myself. Like, it's natural not to go immediately to a stranger and be like, hey, what's your story? What's who are, what's your name? I, like, immediately I would gather to just my group of friends. And I would notice and I would watch people and, and I could see people on their phone. I could see people, you know, just talking to who they're comfortable with. And then I realized that uh, my pastor told me, hey, I have met the, my best friends during times like this. My life has changed during times of, like this. The pastors that he has met during these type of sessions... 
now are friendships that last the ages. And so I said, man, I got to maximize it. And so, you know, I got the nerve, you know, and I'm like, hi, what's your name? <laughs> Can I have your phone number? And they're like, I'm cute, Mo. And they're like, but I, I, I would go to them and I would talk to them. And it was so interesting that you begin to hear these stories of people. You begin to see the lives of people. You begin to co get connected to people that you've never been able to get connected to. I met people that were owners of um, amazing apps, right? Um, creating apps where you could give not only Gcash or, or, or uh, um, PayMaya, but you could even, on your phone, through an app, you could give your tides through your stocks, right? You could send it over or your crypto. And meeting these people, and I'm like, wow, stocks? I knew you had the joke like and I, I met people from um, the Belonging Company, many of the songs that we sing. I met, you know that song we sing, In Jesus, what song do we sing? In Jesus' name. Next time, set up natin. No, 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 Belonging Company, we sing it. It's like a gospel song. Just the mention of his name. Yeah, Sister-in-law ko to. Yeah, we sing that just the mention of his name, Jesus. And then I, get to, I got to meet the guy who actually sang that song. And feeling close now, all right? And meeting these people, I met people from San Jose who is a pastor who also has three businesses and all of these things. And now me and this guy, Jose, we're like best of buddies. We're like always oh, talking to each other, praying for each other, and all of this. But I'm going to let you know, during that time, there's so many times that I tried to escape. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to people. One of our teammates said that uh, when she was so tired that she went to the CR and just sat in the toilet. Because <laughs> it's na to connect, right? But I was looking at this, and, I, and I, was, I was seeing how it's interesting that now I've created lifelong friends from just a conversation. I met strangers who are now close friends. I met people that I would just see online and just see through YouTube or whatever, but now I have a connection with them. And I started to think that just imagine if we begin to realize the power of a conversation. What if I told you right now you have access to the greatest power this world has ever seen? It is something you use every single day. You see the fruits and the curses. You see that it can bring life or it can bring death. It is the ability, listen to me, what is it? It's the ability to start a conversation. Am I speaking to somebody here? It's interesting how syllables can turn the words and words into phrases and phrases into sentences and sentences can transform into transforming somebody's whole life. By what comes out of this, and these conversations that you have has so much potential. It has the potential to bring healing, but it also has the potential to bring damage. It has the potential to bring growth, but it also has the potential to bring destruction. Because if you think about it, it's the conversation that comes out. can create love stories or it could create painful breakups. Sabi ko love stories, sabi yung sister-in-law ko, ganyan. It could create life-changing opportunities or it could actually make you lose it all in your company. 
It's the power of these conversations, the power of the mouth. It could cause massive wars from a conversation. Or it could cause a whole revival in a country because of a conversation. It could create the greatest inventions of mankind. Or it could create the greatest weapons of mankind. From full reconciliation, from full cutting ties. It's the power of the conversation from building bridges or burning bridges. It all starts with the conversation. You ever realize that? There's so much power. There's so much power. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Right now, there is power for life and death. From the lips, from what you say, from the conversations that you start or don't start. Right now, what if revival is only one conversation away? What, listen to me, what if healing is one conversation away? What if forgiveness is one conversation away? What if you, what you have been searching for is not a thing but a conversation? It's not something in the future but a present conversation right here, right now. What if breakthrough is not a destination but a conversation? See the scripture that I read in John chapter 4. You see a whole transformation. You see the Samaritan woman who goes out in the, middle after the, in the middle of the afternoon to get water. In that culture, in the day and age, what would happen is women would go out early in the morning or they would go out late afternoon. They wouldn't go right in the middle of the afternoon because of the heat and the, all of that. And they would love community. Right? They would walk around with their jars, my chismis, chismis. Right? But now she is by herself, isolated in the middle of the day. She goes to the well and she sits over there and she sees Jesus. Jesus probably even sees her. But what happens is Jesus is tired and weary. He didn't go there for a purpose. He didn't go there to speak to her. He literally went there because gutom nasha. He wants to drink his and his disciples are going to order some food. Am I speaking to somebody right here? Yeah, where are you going to eat later? But because of what happens, think about it. A whole transformation happens to this woman. She begins to share, you know, what is happening in her, why she is there. So many times this is preached that she might have been a prostitute or she might have been, you know, a, a dirty woman or had multiple um, people in her lives. But that's not what the, the, the scripture says. Simply says that she had five husbands, meaning either all of those husbands died or have left her. And now she, in that culture, she would need another husband to take care of her. But the person that she is with, Jesus says, is not your husband. Meaning, this guy is not fulfilling his role to take her as a kinsman redeemer and protect her. So now she's living a life of confusion, unsure, surety, not knowing where her future is. And Jesus speaks to her and tells her about the living water. And you see what I read, that now she's like, oh my gosh, I want this. And she goes back to her town and literally the whole town runs out and finds salvation in Jesus. But it could have totally gone different. It could have been easy. It could have been Jesus walks there, sits on the stairs, 
waiting for his disciples to pick up grab. From tapa ni Vivian. Tapsi ni Vivian. Masarap dun, grabe. Miss ko yun, malayan sa Hawaii. Thirsty. How many have you done this before? You're in a place, in a restaurant. And you don't mind. You, 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 you never think about who's sitting next to you. You never think about who's at the table next to you. You never think about the, 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 the waitress giving you your water. When's the last time that you said, hey, can I talk to you? What could have easily happened was Jesus was waiting, grabbed water himself, waited for the disciples to come, eat his food, chica chica with his boys, and easily continued his journey to Jerusalem. All the while, this woman would have just been ignored, going by her day, and not realizing that there was a moment that her life could have changed. What was the difference? What was the catalyst to that revival? It was an initiation of a conversation. I wonder how many times we miss revival in our lives because we are so caught up in us, forgetting those around us. Am I speaking to somebody right now? Here's the thing. It could have gone so different if, if we understand the power of conversation. I don't, I don't know about you, but so many times I fill empty space with my phone. Like today I was in the elevator and I'm in the elevator and I walk in. And of course when you walk in, the people in the elevator look at you. You look at them and then you just go in, right? And you could either just be like, very awkward, right? Looking at things for no reason. Or most of the time you get your phone, right? As in you, there's something so important, right? Like you are so popular that, oi, oi, my bago, ano? But what are you doing? You're just filling the space because you don't know what to do. You're standing with a stranger. But I wonder if we maximize the power of conversation. Because if we look at this passage, you're going to see a conversation can bring or break strongholds. Jesus goes to this woman and says, excuse me, can I have a drink? And this woman says, what? You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. We don't talk. Right then and there, God has broken this awkwardness between the Jews and the Samaritans, man and woman, that has spanned across the ages. You, the Jews never talk to the Samaritans. A Jewish man would never talk to a woman Samaritan, ever. They had an animosity towards each other. The Jews thought they were better. Samaritans thought, you know, that they, it was unfair. All because years and years and years ago, there was a divide between the people of Israel, between the north kingdom and the south kingdom. And the south kingdom of Judah would say, no, our temple is the real temple. And they said, well, we don't want to go there to worship. We'll create our own. And it caused this family rift. You ever have a family rift in your life? I wonder if that stronghold can be broken by not just prayer, but a conversation. He didn't go there and said, hey, let's deal with this conflict that we have. He simply placed an olive branch with a request of, can I have water? I remember my sister one time when I, I, I got saved at the age of 21. 
My sister got saved at the age of, I think she was 18 or so. And we were at a youth group, and we did this thing at our church where you would break bread, and then you, it was in the youth group group, youth group group. You would break bread, and then you would share something nice to your sibling or to anybody. Like me, my, you know, I want to give this to you. Thank you for the salompas on your forehead. And the <laughs> juglag, juglag. No, 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 you're awesome. She had stitches. That's why she had that. And, and, and so we do that. My sister did this to me. She goes, kuya, thank you for being a good kuya. Even though you're not. <laughs> and I never knew she felt that way toward me. And I go, why did you say that? She goes, because you ignore me. It's like you're only, an only child. You're always out. You always go to the clubs. You're always by yourself. You never ask me for anything. You go out to eat by yourself. You never pay attention to me. And I was like, oh. and now we're so close. We're with each other. I call her. I message her. How are you? How this? How's that? And it was what? It could have easily continued to create a rift, but she created a conversation. It can break strongholds in your marriages, in your relationships, in your workplace. A conversation can bring hope in ordinary places. Please understand, this whole healing and this whole revival, it did not happen in a church. It did not happen in a sanctuary. It did not happen in a temple. It literally happened at a restaurant. It was a place that was so ordinary, but I need you to understand wherever God is, it's always extraordinary. Genesis 28, 16, Jacob said that, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. Inspired Church, I need you to know, even in the elevator, God is there. Even in the restaurant, God is there. Even in the jeepney, God is there. A conversation can bring hope in ordinary places because you are not ordinary. You're extraordinary as a child of God. And a conversation can even unearth areas that need healing. For all of a sudden, from a conversation starter of can I have water, now goes into her deepest fears and hurts of not having a husband. Not having someone. And a conversation can also bring clarity to confusion because they started arguing or she wanted to argue of which temple is a correct temple. I need you to understand, sometimes the worst thing we can do is we have a conversation simply with ourselves. Trying to figure it out. Trying to work things out. Trying to find the answer. Trying to, last time I said, if you keep talking to yourself, that's called crazy. I wonder how many of us are, under, are not taking advantage that we are supposed to be a community of God, the people of God, that we don't have to figure it out on our own. We don't have to just talk to ourselves, that I can actually talk to someone and get prayer and get help, get clarity, because at the end of the day, a conversation sparks a revival. Look at this in verse 39. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe. Imagine that. Because of a conversation, they believe. How many times have someone came to you and said, Oi, kumusta ka? Okay naman. And you stop the power of healing. You stop the power of, of growth. 
Just be simply by saying, okay, when in actuality, hindi ka okay. So many times I pick up my kids and I say, hey, how was school? Good. What do you mean by good? Great. <laughs> well, what's great? Okay. <laughs> we got to be able to learn to know that you don't have to hide behind a phrase. That you don't have to hide behind something that is blocking you. That you can actually say, you know what? You want to know? I'm going to let you know. Am I speaking to somebody here? Look around you. There's people here to walk with you, to go through you, to walk with, to, to win with you, to fight for you. All because of a conversation. How do we do it though? Does that make sense? Because I don't want you to go into the elevator and be like, do you have water? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want you to be weird about it. I don't want you to be in the Jeep and be like, Lord, and it starts with a conversation. Right? And everybody's like, <laughs> does this make sense? Yeah. So how do I do it? Number one, write this down. You and I, we got to pray for a discerning spirit. Yeah. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. In other words, sometimes we do this again as an inner focus. Lord, ano way ko? Ano plan mo sa buhay ko? Ano destination ko? Ano purpose ko? Ano will mo? But what if when we are on our way to wherever we are going, we acknowledge God in the way? And we say, God, I am on my way to work. I'm acknowledging you in this jeepney. I'm acknowledging you in this FX. I'm acknowledging you in this grab. Show me what path you want me to take. It's a discerning spirit. God, I know you're here right now. I know you're here with this grab driver. I could either do what I normally do for the 30 minutes and get on my phone or I could take this opportunity and start a conversation with this guy. Does this make sense? I'm telling you, it's not as easy as it sounds. But what if we come with a perspective that revival is right at the tips of our tongue? God, I know you're here. God, I even know you're here in an argument when you begin to argue with somebody. I know you're here right now. I acknowledge you in this argument. Show me my path. I acknowledge you in this awkward moment. Show me my path. I acknowledge you in my job. Show me my path. I acknowledge you in my insecurity. Show me my path. God, I acknowledge you. Show me your path. So we got to pray. God, show me. Do you think that devil will tell you, hey, talk to that person? And pray for them. I don't think the devil talks like that. Hindi ako galit Passionate lang ako. Ang galit talaga si Pastor Nolan na yon. Gigil, gigil. Number two, write this down. We got to build up the boldness to initiate. <laughs> Please understand. Initiation comes from you. It comes from you. You got to initiate. You got to create that boldness. You got to stir it up. Because at the end of the day, when I realize what God has done for me, I got to make sure that I'm doing it for others. When we were at that conference, it was so weird how good their team was in initiating. 
I was literally done with the conference, done with the speaker. Our whole inspired team says, all right, let's meet in the van. They got us a party van, by the way. It's like a limousine van. And we're like, yeah, Cristiano tayo. San yung tubig? Woo! <laughs> Coke Zero. And, and we went, and then, so everybody's headed to the van. I'm walking to the van, because I start like this. I do that. I don't know why I did that. I, I'm walking to the van, and literally one of the staff comes in front of me and goes, oh, hey, what's your name again? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Nolan. She goes, oh, how, how'd, you, how'd you like your time here? And I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. And I was like, my story is I got to leave. Like, <laughs> and they're literally like in my face, but with such a compassion of wanting to know who I am. And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm married. You know, the joke line, the joke line. But listen to me, we got to create a boldness because so many times we expect God to speak to us. Listen to me. Oh, here's from the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we expect God to speak to us in such a supernatural way as if there would be a sign on the wall, as if there will be a song that will confirm, as if, as, as, as if there will be an angel that will come down. But last I checked, the Bible said, if you're a follower of God, you are an ambassador of Christ. And as an ambassador of Christ, you speak the words of God. I wonder how many times so many of us, you have a word from God to bring revival. But sit down, you're making me nervous. But we hold back because we don't want to initiate. Here's a little side one. Some of you are single because you don't want to have the boldness to initiate. I'm just saying, young people, Lord, please, I pray for a spouse. When's the last time you actually talked to a girl? There we go, then, then, single. Am I speaking to somebody here? Sorry. But we also got to be, number three, be ready to take it deeper. Be ready to take it deeper. Don't just be like, hey, can I get some water? Jesus didn't say, hey, can I get some water? And then be like, okay, God bless you. Praying for you. Good luck. No, he began to take it deeper. He began to ask. He began to go deeper. He began to see in their life. There's times where we can't do it immediately. But thank God there are opportunities where we can. Let me ask you. Let me talk to you. Let's, let's play ping pong. I'm going to hit it to you. If you don't hit it back, I'm not going to force it. Right? Hey, kamusta? Okay naman. Ikaw, kamusta? Oh, how, how, you know, what's your day like? Oh, my day's like this. Oh, how can I pray for you? And if they don't hit it back, then you don't hit them. Does this make sense? But be ready to take it deeper. You know what the most biggest tragedy is? The biggest tragedy is when I see a bunch of friends that are best friends that love each other, that are there for each other, that have been with each other since high school, since childhood, that they're around with each other. But when you step into their conversation, they're afraid to go deeper, to initiate conflict, to say, hey, you need to stop doing that. If you're going to listen to anybody, just listen to us. We love you. And we notice you keep doing this. We notice that you keep doing that. How can we help you? I notice you're so stressed. 
I noticed you've been doing that. I noticed that you, you're arguing all the time. How can we pray for you? Take it deeper. And the last one is you got to continue the conversation. I'm not just going to say I'll pray for you, but don't pray for you. I don't know if you're like me, but there's times where I'll be like, I'll pray for you. Why don't you pray for me now? Isn't that weird that we do that? Rosie, yeah, I'll pray for you. Jesus, I'll pray for you. Why don't you pray now? Why don't you continue the conversation now? Why are you waiting for a part two? What if part two never comes? Why can't you be, get the boldness to initiate now? I'm not just going to invite you. Hey, pray, punta ka sa church. No, I'm going to bring you. It's different. It's different to just say, okay, ikaw nang bahala. Or, I'm going to bring you. Where can I meet you? You want me to grab you? You want me to uncast you? You want me to you know, levitate you? I don't know. Do they do that? And I'm not just going to read. I'm going to apply. Don't fall into the the lie of just getting motivated. Ganda yung ano, yung verse of the day. Ganda, post ko to. Ganda. Sana, ano, tamaan yung ano, yung isa. So. <laughs> but I wonder how many times that we actually just dwell on it and say, God, how can I apply this in my life right now? How can I forgive? How can I love? How can I continue this conversation? Because at the tips of my tongue, there is revival. There is healing. There is hope. And the last one is this. A conversation reveals the missing piece. Samaritan woman says that I am waiting for the Messiah. Jesus says, I am He. I am the Messiah. It wasn't the, it wasn't just the community that she needed. Listen to me, it wasn't counseling that she just needed. It wasn't just to let it out that she needed. She needed Jesus. The missing piece that we may all have is Jesus. I have no idea. I, have, I had no idea that I would have been part of such a... bodyguards I had no idea that I would have been part of such an amazing revival here in the Philippines of being part of this beautiful community to seeing strangers seeing high schoolers are now amazing leaders and business owners and to be able to see amazing families who have so many crazy stories but God always brings it back and it all started listen to me it all started in 2000 or 1999 
when I was some young Filipino kid who thought he was Mexican in Los Angeles Highland Park who would try to find the missing piece in everything except God I would try to find it in money I would try to find it in career I would try to find it in my relationships I would go to clubs I would go to parties I would go all of these things trying to make a name for myself thinking that if I just get this then I will have the missing piece who would have thought that four houses five houses down there would be this family where their little kids would come to my house and play with my cousin and hang out at my house and wake me up early in the morning because I don't wake up until 1 p.m. <laughs> Knock on my window and say, Kuya, even though they're Mexican, they thought my name was Kuya and they would call me, Kuya, wake up. Who would have thought that they would invite me with the conversation to their house? Kuya, do you want to come to my house and eat? And so I continued that conversation and I would go and take those steps not knowing I'm taking a step to my destiny and now I'm at their house not knowing something was happening and then their mom Mama Rosa would tell me hey you're a good kid I want you to I want to invite you to church but because I was raised in such a religious home I thought that I didn't need church because I had a fear of God, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I knew to speak to Him when I needed something or when I did something wrong, but other than that, there was a gap. And I lived that way and I knew that way and I, I knew I would go to heaven simply because I was born a religious person, not knowing it was about a relationship. And because they continue the conversation, not giving up on me, always seeing me go to the clubs, always seeing me drinking, always seeing me do all of these things, not giving up, continuing that conversation, and then saying, hey, would you come to church? I can't come on Sunday because I come home late on Saturday, you know, hey, hey. And so they said, hey, why don't you come on Friday? So before you go to the club, come to our youth group, eat, we got food for you, then you go to the club. I'm like, free food before the club? He was gastos, no? And so why? And eventually, because of those conversations, I found the missing piece, and his name is Jesus. It transformed my life. A young kid with depression, a young kid thinking suicidal thoughts, a young kid who would thought that he would reach the heights and actually got up to the heights but realized the view was bad not until I found that missing piece and his name is Jesus today you are not here watching me give you a speech today you are not here watching me giving you a motivational talk today I'm not here giving a presentation today I'm having a conversation with you and I pray that you understand that this conversation can go deeper it doesn't have to stop here but in the midst of our conversation there's another conversation happening and it's happening between you and God in your heart you felt the conviction you felt there's this burning desire in your heart you're not sure you've been questioning even while I was speaking saying am I really saved do I really have a relationship with God or am I just holding on to religiosity I need you to understand the conversation, the revival, the breakthrough. 
plan, the life. It starts with a conversation, and the conversation is this. Do you need water? Do you need the living water? Everybody, would you close your eyes and pray with me so you could just focus on the Spirit of the Lord? But my question to you is this, where are you? Where are you on your journey? Where have you been? Today, I want to give you the opportunity like Samaritan woman in Jesus to break religiosity, to break just thinking that I got to be good so God to love me, but to begin to start a beautiful journey. Listen to me. God wants a journey with you. He wants to speak to you not just in these four walls, but in every step that you take. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody. God, you don't have to try to keep figuring it out on your own. Would you respond to Jesus right now? So on the count of three, if you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, to start that relationship, to forgive you of all your sins, to begin a life with Him where His voice becomes clearer, His Spirit directs you, it starts right now by simply confessing and saying, Jesus, I want you as my Savior. So if that's you on the count of three, with boldness, I want you to raise your hand. You're not going to be the only one. But today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of revival. Today's the day of a new start, a new journey. He knows your pain. He knows your hurt. But right now he's saying, I am. Count of three. That's you. Raise your hand. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Go. Raise your hand now if that's you. Raise it up high in the air. say, Jesus, surrender my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And commission me, Lord, to be your ambassador, to start these conversations of life and hope. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise that he deserves in this place. I love it for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.